0: focus. Hello and welcome to today's All Focus podcast. Welcome back with you and yeah, hopefully your day going along nicely. Hey, On the way for you very soon on today's podcast, we're going to catch up with Boyd Ray, going to speak about tomorrow's Active Farmers Games, which is happening down the southern part of regional WA, a place called Albany. You may have heard of it if you're not in WA, of course, uh, just outside of Albany, so we're going to find out more when we catch up with Boyd about that. Also, on today's podcast, we'll speak with a Triple R Network small business member. And speaking of Albany, Sarah Wright has NARP and Law based in Albany there. You may have already used it. You might want to use it going forward. We'll see how Sarah and the team at NARP and Law are going. Looking forward to catching up with her very soon this morning. But right now, to kick off today's podcast... I'm going to catch in with the chair of the Oat Council for the Grains Industry of WA. They did hold their AGM and their forum during the week. And, well, next week, it's the big one, the 11th International Oat Conference. And they've got an Oat Field Day happening in York on Monday. So let's catch in with the chair, Ashley Weiss. Ash, hello there to you. Hi Troy, how are you going? Not too bad. It's been a big week already for uh, the grain industry of WA. You had your AGM, and of course you had the forum on Wednesday, which uh, came across pretty well, I thought, mate. Yeah, no, it was a really good, a really interesting topic
1: um, about food security. Um, well attended, and I think it was. Always a good networking um, event, so it went well, Troy. Yeah.
0: And then uh, starting Monday, as we said, the 11th International Oak Conference. You got a, a big day uh, in a paddock at York.
1: Yeah, so it's an unusual year for us. Um, every year, Giva hosts an Oak Field Day, but mm. this year, it's tied into the International Oak Conference, um, which Gila was um, successful in winning a, a bid for in Russia six years ago. So that's finally coming to fruition. And it kicks off in Monday, on Monday just south of York with an oak field day, mm-hmm. um, which is a great opportunity because it will be attended by sort of over 150 sort of researchers and agronomists and um, breeders from around the world coming to the field day, which I suppose just, you know, it gets all their knowledge there, but it also exposes them to our growing systems and our sort of yeah, uh, challenges yeah. with oats. So, yeah, really looking forward to the day, Troy.
0: So, have you had a good response to it so far, mate? Because you've put in the call out for growers and agronomists around the area to get there and have a look.
1: Yeah, no, um, it, it, it'll be well attended. Mm. i be expecting sort of 300 people,
2: <laughs> but we're, we're
1: we're we're really hoping that there's a really good participant from from growers around the area. And, and we know it's you know busy time with hay cutting and and baling, and everybody's um, getting ready for harvest. It is an impressive site. Um, I'll I'll quickly take you th- through some yeah. of the, the the sites there. But um, so we've got um, we've been lucky enough that the oat breeding program is now um being brought back to Western Australia um, under intergrains breeding. Um, program and 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 that's um, had um, a huge increase in resources thrown at it so there's The oat breeding program, they've they've brought in sort of varieties from uh, 45 countries. I think there's 520 new varieties just trying to find those um, elite genes from Mm -hmm. around the world and and use that to build their genomic platform. So Alan Rady from Intergrain will be going through that trial. We've got Scott Bowden from looking at another Intergrain deeper trial about um, the phenology phenology genes in oats. Pamela Zawaf, uh, who was the our oat breeder from Sardi, um, she's got a trial there with all the historical varieties of oats in Australia and how breeding has changed over that time, yep. and we've also got a meet from Deepurb. We've been lucky enough that there's been a lot of um, funding thrown at um, oat agronomy okay. um, with from the state government here, yep. Um, yep. and they've got a big program looking at um, understanding the source and sink relationship in oats, which is really trying to create that yield, a bigger yield bucket for oats, and trying to work out what those factors are to increase that that yield. So. That's really, that's really exciting over the next few years, um, that happening. And that's also backed up with Blakely Plainter, who's doing a high-yield project at Deep Herb as well and just looking at all the different components of yield. We're just trying to catch up with oak to where, where we are with barley and wet and canola um, and push the, push the yield boundary. So there's a lot of work being done there, which is you know, really exciting to to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you've been uh, travelling uh, along the uh, Great Southern Highway between York and uh, Northern, you would have seen uh, the sign there too. So so it all gets underway early Monday, mate. Uh, registrations, they are essential here? They are, yeah. uh, thanks, Troy. So
1: if people go to the GIWA website, uh, which is uh, GIWA, which is like for the Grains Industry yep. WA, so yep. giwa.org.au, uh, go to the Events tab, and then uh, under that, there's the GIWA Field Day. So yeah, please do register. It, it comes with a, a lovely lunch and morning tea um, and you'll be well looked after.
0: Great opportunity too for the local growers and agronomists to uh, to speak with the global oat industry on Monday as and well, mate.
1: Absolutely. And look, it, it continues on. We've got three days at the Crown yep. um, next week for this conference. It is a very scientific agenda, but but if growers um, are keen, it, you know, it'd be lovely to show you know some local support. Mm. Um, the the program on Wednesday is quite grower fo- focused. Okay. Uh, we've got agronomists from around the world, from from Canada um, and from UK, and 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 locally here in Australia, and looking at different systems, and we're also looking at markets and things like that. So they could go to internationaloat.com which is a registration page for the International Oak Conference. And you can register there for the whole conference or one day. And it's also followed by a, a dinner on Wednesday night, which would be lovely to have Roa representation there as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a big week. Really <laughs> like to thank our sponsors, especially Deeper for yep. sponsoring the, the Monday Field Day. And, and also like the Giva team have been awesome. Yeah, together. Yeah. It's been a huge thing. So, yeah, it's been great.
0: Well, mate, uh, good luck. Yeah, it all gets underway 9 o'clock there on Monday in the uh, the paddock there, just well, it's between pretty much uh, York and, and Northern. But uh, get there if you can. If you are willing to know more, uh, head to the website, as Ash did mention, giwa.org.au. Registration today and uh, get in and uh, get there on uh, Monday or maybe uh, even Tuesday, Wednesday there at Crown. Ash, thanks for your time today, mate, and uh, enjoy the week next week.
1: Thanks, Troy. Thanks for your support. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available.
0: Tomorrow, the Active Farmers Games does happen just outside of Albany. As how's things looking. Uh, let's find out, shall we? Uh, the man behind it, Boyd Ray. Good morning, mate. Morning, Troy. How are we going? Is it the calm before the storm tomorrow, mate?
2: It is. It is, absolutely. There's a little bit of storm already brewing now. We've had a few people here arriving and uh, ah. everything's out. but bunting's flapping. It's looking
0: good. All right, for those <laughs> people who don't know, uh, just quickly give us an update, mate. The Active Farmers Games, uh, it's got a, a few obstacles to do.
2: Absolutely. Second year running. Yep. Last year we had about 25 obstacles. This year we got 35 official obstacles. <laughs> a few sneaky ones chucked mm. in there. We got people arriving. It's all going on, but there is still time to register. So, yeah, we're about 80% full, which is great. Had one or two drop off, leaving a space open. So, jump on in. Everyone's welcome. Doesn't matter who you are. Don't have to be involved with the agricultural sector or anything. But, uh, active farmers, that's what we're doing this for, is to support the rural fitness in those rural areas, which is great. But um, it is looking good. And yeah, like I said, that storm is brewing.
0: Because you've got what an open teams event and one for the kids as well. Is that right?
2: That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we've got the three categories for the adults, the top men's team, the women's team, and then the mixed team. And then once they're all done and dusted, um, then we'll run for the 12 years and younger. That way the parents can help out and go around with on the bon- modified course and have a bit of fun with them.
0: All right. So what time does it all kick off there tomorrow,
2: mate? I'd love for people to be here around one o'clock if you are and registered in. So come and see the girls; they'll help you out. And um, we do we do have a barbecue going, so okay. there is sausages and all <laughs> that. There, it's all free. Yep. Um, get along and grab a snagger and yeah have a look at the sites we're in a beautiful part of the country here so overlooking the ocean that and grab something to eat have the kids on the playground or just have a look around and um yeah the actual i want to get the first people out the gate at about 10 minutes to two o'clock so okay. we'll get everyone lined up yep. and um yeah get them over the timer boom off so, they go so how long would it roughly take them do you think mate that's the question. Mm. Uh, last year yeah. I wanted it to be a little bit longer, you know. So, <laughs> some people it took an hour, but then some of okay. it took, you know, half an hour. So it depends on where you're at. However, I want this to be about an hour for everyone. A little bit more of endurance. So those yeah. uh, especially of travel, you don't want it to all be done dust in twenty minutes. No, so absolutely. No. A yeah. little bit of endurance and then the idea with the two laps this year is that you do the first lap, you won't even remember it. You'll just be full of <laughs> adrenaline pumping and stumbling over and doing whatever you're doing in the Second lap, you be able to have a good look around, have some fun, and know what you're doing.
0: It's happening in, what, Torbay, which is just outside of Albany. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yep, so yep. about 20 minutes. Yep. Nice drive out of Albany there, on the hill out here. Yep. And, yeah, everyone's more than welcome. Even if you want to have a little sticky beak, that's not a problem. Okay. But, uh, and we've got some great music afterwards for a little sundowner. And it's looking... Looking fantastic. Even the weather's, I'm not going to say it too loud, but <laughs> it's looking all
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope it stays that way too. And of course, uh, the aim of it is to uh, raise awareness of the importance of physical and, and mental health as well, mate.
2: That's right. Yeah. And I had a good think about this this morning. Yep. So obviously, we know the rural areas, yep. um, it's is isolated and all those kind of things. So why am I doing this event? Yep. I think you cannot do this event and be thinking about your troubles or problems. No. So yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Forget about all your trouble. Forget about the harvest coming up for at least an hour, and then catch up with some mates, do the social thing, and uh, you know the kids and the whole family is going to enjoy it. And that's really what it is. You're not going to be able to think about anything else. You're just going to be having fun. Get the endorphins pumping, and uh, that's what we're really looking for. Let the let that inner child out. Have a, have a little play. You can again. have
0: a bit of fun. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let your hair down for a for an afternoon or so. Why not? Yeah, no, that's that's spot on. All right. So if people are still thinking about entering and all that mate where's uh, where's the website to go to? So jump on just look up Active Farmers
2: Yep, and then there'll be an events tab upcoming events and hit that and that'll lead to the games there and then that'll be the registration point um, you'll see my number all over the place yep. as well I'm sure if you look it up am more than happy to take a call <laughs> if you want to jump in and um, yeah so 13 years and older are in the open course and then yep. 12 years and younger you're doing the kids course
0: Alrighty well good luck to all those teams there tomorrow good luck to you too mate Mate, I know you've uh, put some blood, sweat and tears into this over the last uh, (laughs) year or so. Good luck with it all, mate. We'll catch in with you next week to see how it all ended up. Done. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, everyone.
1: The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available.
0: Today, well, we're catching up with a R Network small business member, Sarah Wright from NARPIN Law there in Albany. Sarah, good morning there to you.
3: Good morning, Troy. Thank you for having me. It's
0: all right. Uh, where's the name NARPIN come from?
3: Well, NARPIN is actually my husband's fifth-generation family farm in Mount Barker, and when we established the firm, I approached my mother and father-in-law and asked (laughs) their permission to use the name, of course, and they very kindly allowed us to use it. And and it's quite apt, really, because the genuine and honest nature of the family farm, we like to think, underpins the values of our firm.
0: All right, so tell us more about NARPIN Law and conveyancing.
3: We are a friendly local firm based in Albany, and we specialise in estate planning, agribusiness and commercial law and conveyancing. And I also travel up to Up and Catanning to meet clients, which is fantastic getting out there in the country.
0: Sort of gets you out and about a little bit.
3: It does indeed. don't have to be stuck behind the desk.
0: (laughs) Now, with International Women's Day fast approaching, as a farmer's wife and lawyer, what changes are you noticing in women's roles on the farm and how is technology supporting this?
3: In my humble opinion, mm. Troy, I think women's roles have always and, and will continue to be integral to the smooth running of the yes. family farm and, yeah. in fact, any small business for that matter. But I, I was talking to my father-in-law um, just yesterday about his mum and he was telling me how she used to pick apples in the orchard, lugging around in huge sacks full of apples, which would have been so heavy. Mm. So women really have got their hands dirty on the farm for many years, but there just appears to be this traditional role attributed to them for being limited to bookwork, family and the kitchen. And I don't think this is necessarily being true for everybody, but now with technology and changes in attitude, women are being able to become the farmer, not just the worker on the farm, or like me, as, as Farmers Wives, growing their own career off-farm as well as maintaining the books, which is fantastic. And my children actually call me the uh, the technical farmer, <laughs> <laughs> after having along with, yeah, it's a nice term, after having along with many farms digitalised the books and our yep. business system, so And without this technology, I wouldn't be able to manage the Mm. two roles. And I'm very thankful and fortunate to have an incredible support network of women and men, dare I say, around me, with Jo Gilbert and Dean Carnaby of RSM in Albany being integral in the smooth transition to the changes of our business. And without their insight into the opportunities, really, with the technology available to us on farm now, the sustainability Mm. of Mm. managing both roles wouldn't be available. And it's just a really exciting time for women in farming, I think, especially those who want to either be actively engaged with on farm duties or want a career off-farm whilst being able to live
0: on-farm. Certainly. Now with the great resignation, unfortunately sweeping the nation, Sarah, what are your concerns for our regional, rural and remote communities?
3: Yeah, it's quite a daunting time, Mm. isn't it, for everybody? And it's without doubt that small businesses are suffering with the latest shortages in a post-COVID era and most people I think will be well aware of the issues that are currently being faced by business especially those in the hospitality and agricultural industries and in particular in the rural region so but that said I believe that mm. on a long-term basis the Great Resignation will only support and promote regional rural and remote communities because remote working and flexibility within the workplace were known and adopted by I'd probably say a small number of businesses prior to the pandemic. But post-COVID, people across the globe are choosing to reassess their careers and lifestyle options. And I think a healthy work-life balance is now becoming a non-negotiable requirement in employment packages. And I'm a firm believer that our rural communities will benefit from such a change in attitudes and the metro-centric career opportunities you know they're always going to be there and, yeah. and we want them yeah. to be there as well because we yeah. don't want everybody in the country but it's not going to be the only option for people which is fantastic and in particular for Western Australia I think this has got a huge potential of providing regional communities with a great boost and actually here at Narping law and conveyancing we're an example of this kind of shift with Michael Cripps a fellow principal he actually worked and lived in Shanghai for 25 years before being wow. lured to the Beautiful Albany. And prior to the pandemic, he was managing to work remotely, popping over to Shanghai once a month. But now he's made the transition to living and working solely in Albany. And it's just thrilling to be able to attract high calibre professionals mm. to our regional
0: towns. Yeah, because a lot of Australian, regional Australia, are looking for these kind of skilled kind of workers.
3: Absolutely and yeah. and like I say the metrocentric attitude you don't need to be in the city no. or go to the city to get that quality work when we are able to attract and importantly retain these people in our towns. Sarah are you noticing
0: any say post-COVID trends in and through the legal sector? Yeah we are actually yeah, yeah.
3: Troy um, we're noticing a couple um, the first being I mean all succession planning has been yeah, yeah. done to death we've all heard about it but a lot of the time, farmers were yeah. being, shall I say, strongly encouraged to do it by their professional advisors. But now it's, the tables are turning and they're being much more proactive in that area. And in particular, with the family farmers' exemption transfers following on from a relaxing the rules a couple of years ago, with farmers approaching us saying, This is what we want to do. Can you please help us? Mm. And, Again, I put that down to COVID a little bit, providing people time to self-reflect and think about their own future as well as that of their children and taking control of it, which is a fantastic option that they've got available to them. And then secondly, rather than selling farmland, we're finding people that... A leasing and especially to retain that asset, which is just fantastic as they get older. But it's not your classic older generation that are looking to lease. We've seen some middle-aged farmers for, for a variety of reasons wanting to, to lease their farm. And we're fortunate that we work closely with real estate agents and accountants to create a very attractive leasing package for our clients and their prospective tenants. And I'm so proud of our team that we're mm. able to offer such quality services to our local rural community.
0: Yeah, we are chatting with Triple R Network small business member in Sarah Wright today. Uh, NAP and Law there in Albany. Whereabouts in Albany are you, there, Sarah?
3: We are Barnsby Drive, so just off North Road by the Home Group right. buildings. Yeah, yeah. Nice and easy.
0: So if you uh, need uh, to ask your lawyer something, <laughs> you can pop on in there and uh, see Sarah and the team there today or maybe uh, next week. Uh, anything else before I do let you go this morning there, Sarah? Troy, I couldn't
3: possibly leave you without saying a big hello to my children, Alex and Amelia, and also my wonderful niece, Molly. So hi to you guys. If I didn't mention that, <laughs> um, my life wouldn't be worth living after this interview. So, <laughs> thank you, Troy, for your time. No, thank you for your time and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. You take
0: care. Sarah, I'll do my best. Yeah, Sarah Wright from Narpen Law, based in Albany. And Sarah is a small business member with the team, the Triple R Network. Kendall and the team there, they do do uh, wonderful things and uh, they're just going from uh, strength to strength. And they've got a big day coming up very soon. Do the ladies with the Triple R Network. That is it for today's Rural Focus podcast. Hey, thank you for your company today. And don't forget to, if you have missed other bits and pieces from the show during the week, you can catch it all up right here on the Listener app. Plenty of things to uh, catch up and uh, have a listen to. Of course, don't forget to uh, keep yourself safe from social media farming scams. There was one around WA. There was one on the East Coast Last week as well. Uh, Also too, could there be a a bit of a game changer on the way for, for farmers? You can catch that up right here on the Rural Focus podcast. And also too, a WA partialist is still calling for safer traffic control measures at trained level crossings. Have a listen to that. Yes, and I think that you would certainly agree with that WA pastoralist. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Rural Focus podcast. If you'd like to be a part of the Rural Focus podcast, do get in contact with us. Leave us a message on the Rural Focus Facebook page or give us a buzz, 98814000, and just ask for Rochelle. That is it for me. Thank you very much for your company. I'll again look forward to bringing you another Rural Focus podcast. If it's got to do around agriculture, Aquaculture or horticultural circles will do our best to bring it to you very soon.